0: This Yikes! Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Wait, well, here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing rubble frogs. Just like brother said, you in trouble, y'all. check the floor plan got an all band. Y'all seen the block? Stop the one
1: hand. Impact we trust, it's power have the guts. We here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up.
0: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reason Sports Network.
2: Welcome back to the latest episode of Five on the Floor. This is the post-game edition. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Today's floor plan with me, we have Matt Hannafan. You can follow him on Twitter. I'll let him give his handle later on. You also have Eternal, who you can always find on Playback, and you can find him on Twitter as well. He'll shout out his handle later on as well. We are going to dissect... The Miami Heat's 132-124 preseason victory over the Memphis Grizzlies at home. There were definitely some performances that we think are worthy to talk about. We will give you our major takeaways, and then we're going to move on to the next game because we we realize that the preseason, we shouldn't take a ton from it, right? But we are going to dissect what we saw tonight. Before we dive into any of that, though, I want to tell you about a great sponsor here at the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's A, Aggressive Insurance. They are the official post-game sponsor, every post-game podcast of Five on the Floor for this entire season is sponsored by a aggressive insurance, the insurance broker agency that's been servicing South Florida for over 15 years, offering auto homeowners, condo, life insurance, retirement programs, free notary service to all clients, representing the the leading insurance carriers in South Florida. So if you have a bad driving record, no problem. No driver is refused free phone quotes. So you got to hit them up, but you could try it the website first. This is the quickest way, insurancebylinette.com. That's with two N's and two T's in Lynette. Again, insurancebylinette.com, A-aggressive insurance. And you know what? We're going to be starting segments here on the show soon when we get our imaging done. And one of those is going to be our A-aggressive plays of the night. And this is going to lean into where I want to start today's show. Um, and that is... There was a sequence early in the game where Haywood Highsmith found Bam Adebayo for two quick buckets, and Bam also had another bucket mixed in there, and he scored three straight, and he had it going, and he took 20 field goal attempts, and for me, Bam Adebayo is the A-aggressive aggressive, aggressive, aggressive player of tonight. I loved what I saw from him. 12 of 20 from the field, six rebounds, three assists, 26 points in only 25 minutes. He looks in mid-season form. He looks... uh aggressive in trying to get his shot i think there were even moments where heat fans probably um wish that he would go and try to dunk it even more often but uh the shots getting up was really good matt i'll start with you uh it's no longer your maiden voyage so this is probably the last time that you're gonna get uh the assist right up front we'll let eternal go bat first next time but bam out of bio man he looked great tonight four blocks what else can we say what did you see
1: I mean, like I think, I mean, obviously, like with the aggressiveness, as you mentioned, like he wasn't really thinking that much. And then defensively, it looked like he was taking the Jaron Jackson Jr. matchup very personal to some extent. But uh Bam just doing it on both ends. I mean, you mentioned the four blocks. Um, and it wasn't even just that, like he he's staying in front of every like obviously it's doing it's Bam doing what Bam does. He's staying in front of everyone. Um he's contesting the right shots. He's his motor's just insane when it comes to like him moving around the floor. His, his box outs were good. He had that one um, where he wasn't even like around the rim, but he, he, he was on the, he was on the receiving end of a K love uh, hit ahead pass, which is something that we haven't seen very often. And so he was just everywhere on the floor in that aspect, but then like just offensively um, in the half court him, I mean, yeah, you do want to see him get to the rim more often. You do want to see him, uh, try to create those advantages and try to try to get to the line. But um, his jump shot was flowing and like when he's not thinking about it, when he's just going uh, on a, just on a one count, like he's incredibly effective. So that's, I think that's really just the takeaway that I saw from him tonight, but it was, it was on both ends of the floor. It wasn't on just one, as you mentioned.
2: No, and it's a great point. I think he is taking that Jaron Jackson Jr. Relation, uh, uh, not relationship, but matchup. Um, seriously and personally, because there is now you know, kind of this buzz that that's the better defender, and um, I think that he'll be out to prove that, and that'll be fun to watch going forward. I'm not going to make too much of it. There's no beef there. Come on, folks. But it's just more about competitive stuff there. Like what I saw from K-Love, Eternal. Uh, I want to talk to you specifically, and I want to hear your comments on BAM as well, but um, I'm shifting gears a little bit so we get through everybody. We're doing a pretty abbreviated version of Five on the Floor tonight, folks, just because we're going to have two off days before the next game, so we're <laughs> going to get a lot of time to dissect the rest of this. But Jamal Cain, mm-hmm. Eternal, yeah. was like – he's 6 of 9, 7 rebounds, 14 points, another really good game from him. So interested – Uh, obviously your BAM thoughts are welcome, but also Jamal Kane. as we pivot to the next guy, uh, he showed up.
0: Yeah, man, the interesting thing about Jamal Kane is he's not a guy that you have to scheme for offensively. So it's not like you have to, um, you know, scheme up any kind of like um, off the pick and pop, um, off the pick and roll or anything like that. He's just a, a hustle guy. Wherever I get in, I'm a fit in. Um, and you you see it every time he's on the court. You saw it last preseason. You saw it during the games, um, during the season um, last year. And we saw a little bit of it in summer league, and you've seen it these past two, these um, past two games. Like, he he's, his impact on the court is just so, so it's 94 feet, and it's crazy. Uh, I, I think Miami is <laughs> so very fortunate to have um, – you know, three Jimmy disciples, as I was saying during playback um uh, with Matt and you. Um, you know, Jimmy and Bam took him under his under their wing last um last off season, last season, I'm sorry. And you can just kinda tell like why. He's a very special role player agree. I think uh,
2: he could be in line for that standard deal. Uh, Haywood Highsmith was another guy that I think he had his moments. I mentioned him at the top when he uh, found Bam those couple of times. I love that he's looking for that. Kyle Lowry, shout out to you. I know I've been called the biggest hater alive and uh, sorry that it's portrayed that way. Nine assists, three turnovers. That is money in the bank for this team. I think that that's the perfect role for Kyle Lowry. So there were so many good things that came from this because the team was as efficient as they were. uh, And obviously they shot the the ball really well. The only thing that kind of jumped out, Matt, was the turnovers. Uh, do you think that that is something we should be, I mean, Tyler had four, he's going to have turnovers when he's trying to do as much as he's doing out there. I'm looking here. Duncan had two, uh, and then it's kind of spread out. Otherwise, uh, what do you make of the turnovers early? Do you think that that's just them kind of figuring out and the fact that it's clunky because the lineups aren't really going to be the lineups that they'd play later on. What do you make of the, of the turnovers in this particular game?
1: I mean, I'm not looking too much into it. Like you mentioned, like some of the lineups, they were, some of them were weird. Suppose with so many guys who were inactive. there were like, what, six, seven guys who weren't playing, um, who most of them would be in the regular rotation on most nights. And so like, I'm not making too much of the turnovers. Like again, Tyler with the four turnovers, I mean, he he had so many on ball reps to where like the four turnovers, if you contextualize that it's not a significant amount. Like Kyle Lowry had the three turnovers. But he was also, as you mentioned, the nine assists. He was also kind of being Miami's table setter, which is kind of his role that he has on this team. So I'm not, I'm not making too much. I mean, Miami finished with 13 turnovers as a team. They also finished with 30 assists. So like, that's almost that's a two to one uh, assist to turnover ratio, just a little bit over that. But so I'm not, I'm not making too much of it right now. I don't think that was Miami's biggest issue tonight. I think probably the defense was. But again, like, just some of the lineups that Spo was running out there depending on who was creating and who who wasn't creating or whatever whatever the case was. I mean there were just lineups where like Tyler was the only creator. And then there was lineups late in the game where like Justin Champagne and Jamal Kane were their primary creators. And so it's like, yeah. what can you actually make of those kind of combinations I suppose throwing out there? Um, so I I'm not I'm not making too much of a fuss over it, if I'm being completely honest.
2: Agree. And honestly, I mean, as I look at it again, it was probably a ridiculous question because 13 turnovers is actually not many when you look at it in the grand scheme of things. Um, but that was just something that jumped out as I um, am perusing the box score, trying to not be a box score watchers. We recap this show. Thomas Bryan had a good game. Um, You mentioned some of these other guys, and I want Eternal's perspective here before we go to break, um, and then we're going to wrap up with kind of final thoughts and somebody we haven't talked about intentionally. Uh, What did you think of these end of the bench guys that are kind of playing for these last slots? Uh, You know the names. I'm not going to rattle them all off, but Eternal, what was your thoughts on guys 8 through
0: 12 tonight? Are we including Jamal Kane in the net or no? No. Okay. Um I think it's really, really interesting. Um, I think Cole Squatter was always gonna be like, you know, a potential project. Um, you know, no one is like, oh, Cole Squatter's scored seventeen points in the fourth quarter, we're depending on him to give us, like, really impactful minutes during the season. It was just like, oh, okay, so you you see that type of potential. Let's build that. Um, I think Cole is one of those guys. It's just been hard, Greg, because you haven't really seen R.J. Hampton at all. Um, you know, so they cut Drew Peterson. And who was the other person that they cut? Alondis Williams. Alondis Alund- Williams. So – um, I I will say, Champagne for the quick minutes in the fourth quarter look really really good. Mm-hmm. Really dark really horse, good. dark yeah. horse to
2: make to get a spot. I'm right. telling y'all.
0: Right. Um, and and for those that don't know, Champagne was on Sioux Falls, um, last season. So he's been in their developmental system. So, um, I don't know.
2: I don't know. Great. Orlando Robinson, are you? So you have been one. Um and again, check out check all of us out on playback. We promise we're not going to reference it too many times tonight. I, I listened to the comments, y'all. Um, but you should check us out on playback <laughs> <laughs> on playback TV, 5rs RSN. No, but um, all jokes aside, uh, although everyone looks good when you look at the you know simpleton stats like um, you know, plus minus, etc., Orlando Robinson and Thomas Bryant. I think it's pretty clear Thomas Bryant's the backup center. Yeah. Uh, is anyone on this show, so not just Eternal because I think I know where he's going, so I'll take a more measured opinion from Matt too. <laughs> Does anyone think Orlando Robinson's guaranteed contract, which I I believe his deal becomes fully guaranteed if he's on the roster on opening night, is that in danger? Question mark.
1: I wait, I thought it was like there's like on in like December it becomes there's like increments to it but I mean I don't I don't think that's just to answer your question I don't think that's in danger no um and I'll make sure
2: that I'm not crazy with what I'm what, with what I'm coming uh I thought it was the fully guarantee on um opening night but I could be wrong
1: I think it's fully guaranteed like it I think it becomes like I don't I don't remember the number like 300 or like 500,000 or something like that um on opening night but then it Goes to like, I think there's like a December date and like a January date, but just this, like nitpicky stuff aside, I don't think that's really a right. danger. I think he's shown enough over summer, um, like just as a guy, like he's improved his touch. I think he, he at least has improved defensively in some respect. Um, and when like, I, I don't think it's in like he's shown enough improvement just as like he, 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 he might not be the most athletic guy on the floor, but like, he's a guy that you can rely on. Like his re- he's rebounding his, I think has improved his, his touch has improved. And I've talked about this before, but like he was a solid three point shooter when he was at Fresno state, his, his last year there, he was around 35, 36% on three attempts. He's that's just not something he showcased last year, but uh, I think he's improved defensively. I think he's showed that in there, during the summer when they were blitzing him. um, I think he's improved offensively. Um, I think he's kind of improved as a playmaker, surprisingly or not. Like I think it's like a short role playmaker, he's shown some flashes there. That's not something he's gonna get a ton of reps in, but like I don't think he's in danger, especially with like the questions that we have about Thomas Bryant defensively. Um, I don't think it's really I don't think it's I don't I don't I think he's gonna make the roster. I don't know if that that's really not a concern in my mind.
2: Eternal, you disagree. You think Orlando Robinson is in danger of that 425K? I did go look it up. Thank you, Matt, keeping me honest here. He gets 425K guaranteed if he's on the roster opening night, Um, if I read that correctly, per Spo track. um, Eternal, you think that they uh, could potentially look in another direction or, or was that just an overreaction on
0: playback by you? No. I mean, well, you know, I've been saying this since they gave him the standard. I was surprised. Um, and o- Orlando, if you're listening to this, please know it's nothing personal. It's all objective. <laughs> um, when they gave him the standard, uh, prior to summer league, I was surprised that they didn't give it to Jamal Kane. I mean, based off of what we've seen from Jamal, um, last year and also, um, you know, what we're seeing right now, you know, he, it just immediately jumps out to you as soon as he gets on the court. And I think, um, What we're seeing from Thomas Bryant has also been equally as impressive. Um, You know, they talked about in training camp how physical he was. You can see that on the court, on both offense. He may not be like, bam, on defense or anything like that. He's definitely nowhere near that. But you can feel him in the paint, basically, right? Um, So. On offense, at least. Right, right. (laughs) He's done a good job of rebounding, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, you know, he's still not a shot blocker. I don't think either one of them are, you know, a rim protector like that. No. But I will say this for anybody paying attention. Orlando Robinson didn't get – really he didn't get minutes like that in the first preseason game when the whole roster was available. And then in a second preseason game because, you know, obviously – bammed and calm he got more minutes but it was kind of telling tonight that yep. you didn't see Orlando Robinson until like six minutes left Thomas Bryant's clearly the backup center I mean,
2: clearly the backup. Him in to start the season we don't know it's going to finish that way like I maintain Kevin Love may be the starter um, at the four to start the season next to Bam I think ultimately they're going to arrive at Haywood Highsmith there I'm really high on that happening sometime this year unless they make an upgrade that. Uh, allows another front court player to play there.
0: Or, or they go in a different direction.
2: Or Hawkeyes. I know that's what you want to do, but that's oh, a not, whole other not show.
0: Not Hawkeyes. He just wants you to say Jovich.
2: Jovich, I know. I was trying but. to avoid it. <laughs> but we're not going to derail the program. We can of do that on not. an off day, though. We're going to have a couple of them coming up. That's why we're trying to keep this one concise.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp h-e-l p dot slash Miami Heat.
2: Head over to Miami's first gaming lounge, Rock Esports Center to eat, drink and play all day. Host your next birthday party with them, located at 15305 South Dixie Highway in Palmetto Bay. They have a 5500 square foot state-of-the-art center equipped with the high-end power of Industry Titans, Corsair and Origin PC. Play all day passes available for just 25 bucks. Professional level gaming at the most affordable price in town. Use code 5RSN for 5 bucks off your first purchase over $20. And join us for watch and gaming parties starting on October 27th. It's going to be super dope. Playing 2K, watching the heat. You got to do it. But use the code 5RSN. To, that'll get you five bucks off your first purchase over $20. Remember those watch parties starting October 27th. That's Rock Esports Center. Eat, drink, play all day. 15305 South Dixie Highway in Palmetto Bay. And the Rocky Sports Center, gamer of the night. People are probably like, damn, they went this whole show. I know one individual that probably gets real resentment that we haven't mentioned him yet, but here we go. Tyler, mother bleeping hero, 11 of 19, 6 assists, 30 points, 4 of 7 from 3. He is doing things, Matt, where he – uh I mentioned this briefly, but I think you'll be able to articulate it even better than I. He's not wasting movement. It's not as much of this east-west, I'm going to dance. He's getting to the cup. Even if he doesn't get all the way to the cup, he's getting there enough to where he can get a good angled shot at the basket. And with his skill set, he can make those. What did you make of Tyler's game? I think this guy is in line for a 26 point per game season. I am going on record as saying that I said it earlier. um, And I was kind of saying it tongue in cheek. Now I'm going on record. I think he can have that kind of year. What did you see from Tyler tonight that you liked?
1: I mean, I love how much Tyler has improved as a live ball creator over the last two, three, four seasons. Like, from his rookie season to now getting those on ball reps as like a primary shot creator, something that like, he's really improved at. And like in the pick and roll, his pacing, his vision, his preciseness and accuracy, his decision-making, which, with which pass that he wants to throw. And then as you're talking about his, his, there's no wasted movement there. He, he, when he's moving around like he has that he he's shown more burst when he has the ball in his hands and he's getting to his spots and he's like being decisive and he's being as spo likes to use he like he's being intentional with his movements and so like all of that if you just put that together it makes for a really good basketball player and a really good shot creator and that's something that tyler has shown at least through these first three preseason games or at least or I mean he only played in two of them, but like he's shown in the he's shown in this preseason sample that like he's that's something that he just he's continuing to perfect over time. And it's only gonna get better as someone who's 23 and who is getting stronger. And I think just that's just something that's really benefited him over time.
2: Stronger. I'm glad you mentioned it. You could see it. And it doesn't mean like he's like swole to the point that you're like you know, all of a sudden he looks like Bam or Alonzo Morning or nothing like that. But, like, you can see that he's been working on that, the broader shoulders, the not getting pushed off his spots as easy. Um, Matt, before I give the ball to Eternal to take us home, final thoughts on tonight, just anything maybe we didn't cover. We've been blitzing topics quickly. Uh, anything just, you know, that you wanted to sneak in here before we close?
1: There is, like, several different rotation players, some of them whom didn't play in this game tonight, but like there's just several rotation guys that you can like viably see as like a ninth or tenth guy on this on this team. Like my like Miami has a like a good problem in terms of like, all right, who's gonna crack the rotation as like an eighth or ninth guy? Like it it's gonna get a little weird with certain guys who don't play on certain nights who you think should play. And so that's all I'm like Jamal Kane, for example, he, there's nights where he might not play. He's he's probably on the outside looking in anyways, but he's still a guy who you would consider for that spot. Same with Jaime Hawkins, same with Nikola Yovic, both of the guys who didn't play tonight. Orlando Robinson, who didn't play until there was six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, there's There might be some nights where, like, Duncan may not get as many minutes as you think. Or there's some there might be some nights where, like, Haywood Highsmith may not get as many minutes as you think, although I am with you, Greg, on how high I am on how high I am on what Haywood can provide as like a two-way three and D player. Just the impact that he creates, but my it's going to get weird, and I don't really know the You're direction Spo going to go in. But like he's, it's going to get weird on certain nights, and I think Spo going to experiment with that over the first month or so. And of course, injuries will come into play at some point. Um, and so that'll kind of iron itself out. But it's it's going to get weird. That's just kind of like my point.
2: Yeah. And I think it's a great point because you have so many guys. We've said this team is deeper with functional depth at certain positions and blah, blah, blah. There's been all these taglines and sound bites floating around with new words for what uh, this all means. But for the most part, you got a lot of guys competing for the same minutes. And I think that that could be a good thing. Uh, Eternal, Tyler, the creator tyler the score tyler the more efficient player all of these things are looking good for him your tyler hero thoughts to close us out and also any of your final thoughts um before uh we we get into them final thoughts i do uh want to thank our sponsors one more time i'll shout them out at the end make sure you're checking us out on um playback we also are doing some really cool stuff with playbook sports where we are um on, on X, Twitter, Spaces as well. So check them out there. Uh, but Eternal, Tyler Hero, your final thoughts.
0: Yes. Um, I am very impressed with Tyler tonight. I think this is the most impressed I've been with Tyler in a very long while. I think he played a very um, poised game. Um, it was very efficient. He scored 30, 30 points on 11-19 shooting. Um, he was 4-7 of from three with six assists and four turnovers. Some some of the turnovers I wasn't really excited about, um, but you could tell that there was some improvement with some of his playmaking um, and just being able to um, get to his spots a little bit better, right? Like you talked about earlier, Greg, more north to south, um, you know, instead of east to west. You know, so if you're seeing more of that, that means, there's more intention. And one of the things that we talked about after the first preseason game was, I want to see a little bit more intention because he had 22 points on 22 shots. So to me, this was a a really, really big improvement um, tonight. So shout out to Tyler um, and all the hard work that he's been putting in. Definitely looking forward to see how much of that we see this season. Um, As far as any final thoughts, I agree with Matt. Um, Miami is in a great position. And we talked about this on a pod on, um, on Twitter, on Playback, um, all of that, that this team is deeper than it was last year. Like, you can just tell that they're deeper than they were last year. Um, and I think that would have been the case even if Vic and uh, Yurt were healthy. I think this team is just deeper. Um, and then when Matt said it, it made me think about it. They have four 3-D guys. Josh Richardson, Caleb, Haywood, and Jamal. Like, that's crazy so you could literally put them on the floor with Jimmy and have Jimmy run running playmaker and the three-point you know the three-point shots have to be respected but you can go and lock down the other team and so when you think about like just closing lineups at you know at the end of games if you need like lockdown defense man like Miami has oh yeah they got some options this season. And obviously, you know, with Spoke being a madman, there's just so many ways that he can play with the lineup. So uh, I guess my final thoughts would be like we're seeing during these preseason games um, just how deep they are, which is crazy because they don't even have Jaime or Nico or some other guys available. So you're not even seeing a full roster. So I think it's a lot to be excited about as Heat fans, as people that cover the team. You know, obviously they didn't get the, the deal that they wanted. But I will say to all of you that are listening, just buckle up and prepare for the ride because it won't be the same as last season.
2: Agree. I think that there's the vibes around this team, the focus around this team, um, the chip on the shoulder of this team are all good things. And I think that we continue to see little bits of that, but we're not going to make too much of preseason other than. The guys that we expected to look good are looking good, and that, for the most part, is pretty damn encouraging. So we'll start there. We're going to end there. We'll unpack this matchup and what it meant, Uh, even though we don't know how much it meant anything. uh, For the next two days before the heat, uh, buckle up again. I think that their uh, next game is what? Um, Not until... Wednesday is it yeah Wednesday the 18th they play at home against Brooklyn Uh, so it will be a moment before we see them again so you'll hear a lot of our voices in between time thank you to eternal thank you to Matt for joining me on the program shout out to a aggressive insurance shout out to rock esports gaming check us out on all our platforms have a good night thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the fire regional sports network